Hello and welcome to Movie Theater Time Machine, the show where we keep it real to real. And as you know, we're going through AFI Top 100 with good hits. This today we cover It's a Wonderful Life, the Jimmy Stewart classic by Frank Capra. Also starring Donna Reed, Lionel Barrymore, Thomas Mitchell, Henry Travers, Beulah Bondi, Ward Bond, and Gloria Graham. It's a very interesting situation. That's just <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> I'm Nick. I'm Kaz. I'm Dan. I'm Joss. Uh, this movie from 1946 is from RKO Pictures. And, oh man, I, this... We talked about Casablanca being the miracle classic. This is the accidental classic. Oh, because it was a flop? This like was it a, didn't, didn't do good in the theaters, right? No, it did not do well at all. It almost ruined Frank Capra's career. <laughs> oh my completely, God. because people realized, like, okay, he's kind of flustered. He's just done. He's done enough. Would and you, Would you think that this one would be, like, I don't know if it would be the the originator of the cult classic, but probably one of the earliest ones. It was. I, I yeah. think it is a real definite cult classic itself. But the there was mixed there was mixed reviews. It became a Christmas classic because its copyright collapsed, and then it fell into public domain. Uh-huh. So that's why it's on everything everywhere. Yeah, that's why. So once TV came around, it was just spreading it out everywhere it goes. Um, the budget was $3.18 million and made $3.3 million back. That's in today's money. So even though it was bro- it just about broke even, it really didn't do very well at all. But this is the one that when you think of Jimmy Stewart, you think of this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For the most part of it. I mean, for some of it, there's... I think a Harvey. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's because we're, we're weird. But then yeah. I'm thinking... Hmm, maybe, maybe he gets visited by the angel around Christmas time, but around Easter, he gets, he starts seeing Harvey and he's just insane. <laughs> well, t- at the beginning, didn't they say that uh, Clarence has like the personality of a rabbit? So, like, yeah. Yeah. Is, is he Harvey? Yeah. <laughs> he's part time ha- Harvey? Oh my god. Well, yeah, we, I don't know if we want to save this for camp fantasy casting, but Kaz had a really good idea when it came to Mr. Potter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, about the what? What is the other side of the story? Oh, right, Mr. Yeah. Potter, the horrifying skid mark of a human being. Yeah, Mr. Potter basically is uh, just the. Gr- <laughs> Should I say it? Yeah, I don't know. He's fucking Scrooge. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. Except he never shows up at the very end, having redeemed himself or anything like that. Oh, they did it yeah. all in one night. You know, he's like. No, I've got $8,000. Fuck off. Mm. That would be hilarious, though, if the other side of the story was he was Scrooge, and he got visited by three ghosts while um, well, George. George got visited by one... By his guardian angel? Yes, and yeah. then, um, they, I don't know, uh, Potter slash Scrooge has a change of heart. <laughs> and, I don't know. Yeah. And everyone's confused. Yeah, it just... I think it'd be more fun if Potter got visited by three ghosts and was still an asshole at the end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're all right. He was just like, yeah, but yeah. $8,000. Yeah, George Bailey, you're all right. <laughs> or, or he's alternate Biff Tannen. Yeah. <laughs> There's okay. a lot of similarities to Back to the Future 2 to this. Yeah. Yeah. When Potterville happens, it's like, when did, when did he get the almanac? Right, like, yeah. Like, straight up. Yeah. 
Okay, I want to know. He, you know, he's fucking twisted if he himself started calling his little slum Potter's Field. Mm. E. Mm. Like, Gross. Wow, that's fucked up. So like, that's where you're gonna end up too. Oh no. Yeah. Well, he started calling that, and then you know they also had Bailey Park. No, but you know what a Potter's Field is, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, so they. Oh yeah, yeah. You explained that to me. Yeah. Or where they bury babies. Like, yeah. unclaimed poor people. Yeah. yeah. There's one in Sharkhead, Iowa, in the uh, City of Heroes. Yeah. Ah, city yeah. of Villains. Yeah. yeah. It's where, uh, it's where Scrapyard starts his march. Yeah. I think. Uh. I feel so bad about, I, I, I don't, I, I never want to really beat up on Scrapyard. I'm just like. It's like a, yeah, he was actually a good dude, but it's like, but I'm, I'm evil, I guess. Yeah, but it's like, but he's fighting for the nobodies, I don't know, just... Just killed him once. It did. It did. Well, he's a ghost. So I have a screenshot of it, okay. though. I have the screenshot that I, I did the killing blow. It's yeah, she, awesome. She got the final hit. It was great. Uh, so, oh, man, this movie itself, I mean, it really, really struck a chord with me. I mean, the message itself is really kind of odd at first, but then when you really look at what it means and what they're trying to say, mm. uh, it you, you really hits the, home. What I was talking about? Yeah. Because I hated this movie for years, because it was like, I, I I was so terrified of ending up just like George Bailey, except, you know, not being redeemed at the end. Um, just, oh, just being, like, stuck in your own kind of rut sort of thing? Yeah. Yes, and never getting to leave the place. And, and then I thought, oh my god, this is horrible, because it's like at the end he learns complacency, but then then at some point I was reading about writing how to write and this it came up the movie came up as an example and they were talking about what it actually means and then i'm like oh i mean you can see it from both angles too yeah. it, like you can you can see the whole him just like learning complacency and like learning to settle sort of thing and you can you can see that from the from like the that's no good perspective that's no good but you yeah, yeah the, from the end <laughs> Don't. This is my no-no square. Um. All right, I got lost in my own head. <laughs> Damn. Good, the point you can see the good points of the good points. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But it's also like choosing to accept where you are and knowing, like. I think it's. I'm losing the words for it, but I think you might be following the like yeah. the idea of where I'm where I'm trying to go with it. I feel like I've come to interpret it in a slightly different way than now that I've actually seen it after all these years. Because mm-hmm. I, I really I, uh, kind of identified with George because I wanted to get the fuck out of where I came from forever. And I couldn't. And um, although I didn't go through nearly as much um, external shit as he does with the family business and whatever. Right. um, And he goes through a lot of nonsense. Oh, they push him to where you're not really surprised when he wants to kill himself off the bridge. Because, you know, he's not going to mind. It's... it's... I'm bettered off... I'm more valuable dead than alive. Yeah. Um, But, yeah... uh, You're better off dead. uh, But, yeah, I, I, I struggled for a long time and, um... And then I, uh, thinking about this movie, I was like, I wonder if the resources might to change things and get 
like the kind of work that I want might be under my nose and I'm just taking it for granted. And around that time, I think that was, you know, when I found out that there was a local organization working to try to better right, the city. Yeah, yeah. And then it turns out a bunch of other people are thinking the same kind of shit. So, yeah, um, yeah it's still kind of in earlier stages. But yeah, I'm I mean, it's, to, there's hope. Take all that There's, yeah. bullshit and suffering that yeah. depressed me for so long and... Uh, Use it for some good. Ch- channel in a different direction. And, yeah. yeah, to maybe change things so other people don't have to go through that shit. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's really... That's what you call the level of service. It's purpose from pain is what you just described. And, I mean, yeah. or, you know, George really he does his purpose from his pain of how he can't really find a house or he, he he wants to build big things yeah, and then yeah, ends yeah. up building the That's I'm gonna see the was. world, I'm gonna build this and then uh, he ends up, you know, rebuilding a shanty house and, and that he used to throw rocks at for yeah. wi- for wishes. And instead of going on his honeymoon he yeah. helps like the townsfolk yeah. to, uh, to avoid the whole like, yeah. like a, a d- depression. Yeah, like that started the depression chaos. when everybody's running on banks. Yeah, yeah, helps yeah. them to like hang yeah. on just a little bit longer. Yeah, yeah. I read that the um, that the meaning of it was that he wanted, he aspired to do all these great, amazing things, but in flashy things, um, which I could totally, completely, utterly relate to. But then it turned out he was having a positive impact the whole time. He just mm. took it for granted or something. Right. He didn't actually see his accomplishments. He just, yes. you know, he thought that what he was doing was just, you know. What was expected. What was expected. Yeah. He didn't yeah. actually notice that he was actually helping people in a very, very important way. He didn't see it that way. Yeah. Also, Jimmy Stewart is supposed to play a twenty-three-year-old. <laughs> Just people aged harder. Uh, yeah. Day, I guess that's well. Yeah. Here's the deal, though. You also have to remember the time period of this movie as well. Yeah. If you're going through the depression, you're, you're aging age. faster. You are going yeah, to age. It made me think about like this time period of what the future generations are going to see us as. Yes. How we're going to age a lot more, mm-hmm. considering what all we, all four of us, have been through in twenty years. Oh God. You know, and all this is just like, oh, okay. You know, like there's that uh, those are reels or memes or little videos you see, like. You know, the kid comes home from school and it's like, what'd you learn in history class today? Yeah, we learned about 2020. <laughs> yeah, and the parent just wide-eyed, just stares out like, oh. like, oh no. Eyes go wide and all you hear is, hello, darkness, smile. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. seen that to Teeny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and she, Except you know, I... Te- teeny's a, a good little void, right? Yes. Yeah. And it's like, the void demands to her. Yeah. I'm like, hello, fartness, my old friend. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, Jimmy Stewart, at the time of recording this movie, it was he was born in 1908. This was recorded and filmed in 1945. Hmm. Jimmy Stewart in this movie is my age. Yeah. You know, but... so I'm like, look at this, I'm like, oh, okay. I'm, you know. Well, he, he was playing his character through different decades yeah. of his life, so. Right, but I mean, it's just... They didn't have CGI he, to fix that shit. No, he does, he does very, very well. Oh I mean, my god, just, yeah. yeah. Like, he, the, the whole phone I mean, scene? George, yeah. George is playing, he's, well, Jimmy Stewart is playing George, George at the Bell, time yeah. 
when he's supposed to be the age he's supposed to be at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Oh yeah, I mean he's playing. He's like, oh, and then you know, there's some odd scenes like when he's with Donna Reed, and it's right. like, oh, you're 18. It's mm-hmm. like I was recently, I was 17. I was. No, you're just the right age. Yeah. And I'm like, oh. Oh, no. Oh. Well, at least he didn't slap her ass like his brother slapped the maid's ass. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Gosh. Times do change. And things, yeah, yes. Again, it's the decade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, although uh, Maddie was pretty funny, though. <laughs> yeah, she, she was the sassy black maid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Especially at the end of the line, she's like, "I was saving all this money for my divorce. Whenever I get a husband, <laughs> and I'm like, I know women who would say that. Yes. <laughs> I know women who would say that very much. But uh, you know, all this, like, even where, okay, this movie was so much better this time. Now yeah. that I understood it, yeah, I it really, I, I never saw the full thing. No. I never saw the full thing. I saw the parodies. Oh, get this! So the many. countless parodies. Although, so okay, many. the best parody of all the Beavis and Butthead oh, parody. Yeah. Straight up, it's like yeah. how much better the world would be if you weren't in it. Yeah. <laughs> but that meant not now. I love that parody, but now that I saw it after the movie, this shit. There's logic that doesn't line up. I know yeah. it probably doesn't matter because it's just supposed to be funny. You know what podcast you're on. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I overanalyzing just, the podcast. Yeah, but I mean, okay, if um, if Beavis and Butthead's Angel Charlie, Charlie Angel, <laughs> uh, wants them to kill themselves, so he shows Butthead the world if he'd never been born. The, killing himself now isn't going to make that world happen because, right. like, McVicker already lost all his hair. Yeah. Beavis is not going to go work in a soup kitchen. Which is another thing that doesn't make sense, because Charlie's like, oh, oh no, they both have to go. So, well, I mean, well, okay, Beavis is, a, is straight up a follower. If he actually yeah. found someone decent to follow, he might actually be... That's what a, he'd a be worthy yeah. human being? Yeah. yeah. He'd be an idiot, but he'd be a decent idiot. <laughs> That's what yeah. happened in the, in the um, yeah. parallel and, universe. Although I gotta call a little bit of you know a little bit of logic back to that because in the final episode of Beavis and Butthead, at least in the original run, True. when the principal thought that ever thought that they died, he was the happiest man in the world. Mm-hmm. He wasn't shaking. He wasn't he wasn't jittery at all. His voice was very clear, and he was like, it's great to be an educator. <laughs> Until he found them again, and he. He supposedly died <laughs> and that you know Jeez. I thought originally they were supposed to get hit by a car truck well yeah that that was Mike Judge's original plan but MTV backs that out is that yeah. they're walking towards the sunset and he goes we're rich we're never gonna have to go to school again and they pass an intersection and they get hit by a truck <laughs> and they're dying and their last breath is that was cool <laughs> and then that it ends cool. yeah. Uh, born? yeah cool yeah. <laughs> House call. Yeah. Uh, but it just, yeah. It, the, but the, the parody of it is just funny, especially with the end of it. You know, this world would really fuck without us. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie just jumping in the river again. And like, <laughs> he, he slipped. You're fine. <laughs> like, uh, it, it, I, it, I feel like I could, I could definitely see. I don't think this is necessarily a movie for everybody. No. Because if you were, I don't know, like 
15 years younger like I was whenever the first time I saw it was. Mm. Um, And you're full of hope and optimism and you haven't experienced being crushed yet. Yeah. uh, Then it's probably going to be like, ah. Well, it's like, oh, it's like, that's not going to happen to me. Or if you've been depressed as shit since you were like 12, me, it's like you watch this movie and be like, yeah, dude, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I understand, George. Yeah. If you're terrified of ending up like George, you might not like... Also, it is, what, two hours and ten minutes? It's not a bad length, though. I mean, it 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 trucks along. Yeah, it doesn't... It doesn't slog like like Ocean's Eleven does. (gasps) That just ended five minutes ago. Yeah, pretty (laughs) much. (laughs) The joke alive. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to keep that going. Yeah, it it doesn't chuck, like... Okay. Ocean's Eleven just kind of lurches along, like... You don't give a shit about any of them in there. Yeah. Meanwhile, this movie's a bit... You know, it's... I think it might actually be a little bit longer than Ocean's Eleven. Slightly, yeah. Yeah. But things are happening. Yeah. Like you're you're seeing actual plot happen instead of looking at the same office three times with with three different wallpapers and pretending it's three different offices, right? You know, or and the I, same safe with the same with a different sticker. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, that kind of yeah, thing. yeah. And I hadn't realized how kind of charming this movie can be with like character building and interactions yeah. and the chemistry. Yeah, because because. Uh, uh, yeah, Mary and George have very good chemistry. No, uh, like, the fucking phone scene is, <laughs> or it's like, yeah, just fuck already. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, when you said the fucking phone scene, I mean that's pretty much it. Is where they got their friend on the other side of the line. Is like yeah. we're gonna make a killing. We go like, oh Mary, oh George, oh Mary, oh Mary. It's, okay. it's just, you just picture the guy on the other side the of the line. Hello, right? <laughs> the sexual tension there is like butter and yeah. shit. Sexual <laughs> tension is butter. No, I mean, it's like that thick. You it's could almost, smooth. It's, it's like you could see it and, and slowly drag a butter and you can, knife and you can, Yeah, you can literally cut it with a knife. Picture yes. it left to right. Food porn. Yeah. Shut up. I don't know. Green freeze, whatever. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. I'm subscribed to more than a couple of channels on uh, YouTube that are sh- basically just food porn. Yeah. And as I'm watching, I was like, that, oh, that looks really good. I don't even like steak, but that looks really good. <laughs> Let it sizzle. But, um, or th- there's another part where he, he's acting like yes. really amazing, like when he's freaking out at the end and he hugs his kid. Yes. Yeah. And, and he's tearing up with the prospect of getting yeah. sent his ass sent to jail. Yes. Yeah. Which is because we were thinking, hmm, being trapped in that town, that's been a, kind of a nightmare scenario for him. But oh shit, it can get worse. It's like yes. jail, jail, however, is worse. Is worse. Yeah. That's even more trapped. Right. Fuck. That's like oh. so it, that's that's when it's hitting him right then and there. Is like yeah. okay, he's been thinking this whole time that yeah. being in this town and being you know, kind of stuck in this rut is like mm. a prison. Yeah. And then actually hitting him that he could oh. go to prison. Oh, God, it can get that's, worse. That's yeah. worse. Yeah, and even he says that with his Uncle Billy, too. Yeah. Why did Uncle Billy have a pet crow or raven or whatever? Mm. That was it, random. Uh, I don't know if I would the, trust Uncle Billy with a sharpened crayon. Yeah. Uh, let alone $8,000. Well, the... Well, um, there's a reason for that in there. Yeah. yeah. 
In the book that this was based on was um Is was called book? yeah it was yep. co- by Philip Van Doren Stern, a book that was in 1943. It's uh, loosely based on Charles Dickens' Christmas Carol. Ah, okay. Yeah, so it's called The Greatest Gift. The Greatest Gift. Yes. And the greatest gift is a fantasy thing, and basically is the uh, summary of it is a man who attempts suicide on Christmas Eve, and basically the same thing, all story about George, and then he returns to the bridge later after he has all this contemplation. So the fantasy is a little bit different than an angel, but still has the uh, same ideal. I mean, this movie goes through things like Bedford Falls, and as much as this was, like, really local, I really wanted to see a modern version of it in New Bedford, where we are, where we're local from, yeah. It's New Bedford, yeah, Bedford this, Falls. Yeah. Oh, Welcome to Bedford Falls. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna jump in the Totten River, you crazy fuck. <laughs> you're gonna get stuck. Yeah. Don't get stuck. Yeah. But- yeah. Hey, and you got an angel, Charlie. <laughs> Charlie. Yeah. Hey, hey, don't you make for me come down there. Yeah. Oh, God, George is walking across Route 18, the crazy bastard. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> oh, my. Uh, the the, the build-up, even where, like, the young actor, the young... Uh, the oh, the young George young Bailey, George Bailey. Yeah, the, uh, who, like half the movie is a flashback building up the story. Right. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. an angel uh, called Joseph, and there's another angel. They're like the two blinking galaxies in the well, sky. Well, it's yeah, it's Joseph. It's pretty much class. Joseph and God. Yeah. If you do it yeah. right, people yeah. won't be sure you did anything yeah. at all. Is it? And I haven't stepped back for a minute. I'm like, whoa. Yeah, that's like straight up where the yeah. uh, where where that Futurama uh, that entire is that plot why, came from. Yeah. Oh, is that why their god was a, a galaxy? Yes. Thing? Yes. Okay. Straight up. I was yeah. Like, hmm. Yeah, but that's also that's the advice Barack Obama gave Joe Biden when he told him he was running, and he's like, "Do you have any advice for me if I make it to president?" And he told him exactly that. Huh. If you do it right, nobody's going to notice you doing it. Yeah. And I'm like, if you fuck up, they will. Yeah, right. Right. Oh. So he's like, just keep doing and do your best to do it. And I'm like, okay, Barack Obama is the god in this situation. That's kind of cool. <laughs> and considering the actor who played uh, Jimmy Stewart's dad looks like Joe Biden. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm like, okay, Joe Biden runs a boarding house and gives out money. Eh, that kind of works. <laughs> and he also has the investment. He loans people money to get houses because Mr. Potter is pretty much Ebenezer Scrooge. Also, he's Mr. Burns. Mr. Potter. He's the evil rich guy who wants to control everything. He doesn't like having something that other... Not having something that other people have. He's basically Skeletor. Yeah. Yeah. And um, he basically wants to keep people in his shitty slums so he can keep making money. Yeah. Yeah. And I think he might be jealous of uh, George. He is. Because George is younger and more successful. He's not as cynical as he is. I thought it was because George has the one thing Potter doesn't, and that's like respect or appreciation from people. Yeah, he's cynical about it. He's like, yeah. The thing is, money can't direct Yeah, There's a scene with... Well, there there it is. You just said it. I mean, you know, um, Hmm. 
you know. It doesn't stop her, the importance of money either, yeah. though, because the the townspeople coming together at the end is, to get him the money is what yeah. saves his ass. Yeah, yeah, but you know, uh, Henry Potter basically is, um, and I really had to be careful with saying Henry Potter <laughs> instead of Sherman T. Potter. Yeah, I was thinking Harry. Harry Potter, Potter. Yeah. but yeah, well, isn't. <laughs> Well, no. Well, there's Harry, Harry. There's Harry, the brother. Yeah. And then you've got yeah. Henry. Yeah. It's well, it's a yeah. lovely, lovely sort of. Uh, yeah. Hank Hank Potter. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Oh no! You're gonna Imagine. go and learn that that Expelliarmus. Oh no! Now what if he Expelliarmus? What if you dropped Hank Hill in a magical world? Oh, no, don't, don't go there. <laughs> don't go there. I tell you, this ain't right. Oh, uh, I, oh no! I'm hoping it would be like the episode where he uh, and Bobby but, Hill gets whisked away to Hogwarts. Like that, <laughs> that unicorn ain't right. Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 there's something I, wrong with that horse. <laughs> I'm hoping it would be like the episode where he went to the Ren Fair. Yeah, mm-hmm. no. yeah. I don't, I don't no. think I've seen that one. No, it's where uh, you probably see the meme of that, where he's like, there, he he ordered uh, the the Ren Fair king who was not breaking character at all. Uh, yeah, because they do. That. Yeah, he ordered uh, like he ordered like a whole bunch of like you know. It's like I think it's like a hundred tanks of propane. Yeah, oh, they're like, oh, you want to see what we're doing this with? And you have this giant metal dragon. They're blowing the, you know, feeding it with the propane. It's blowing out giant, you know, giant flames out of its mouth. Hmm. And they're just like, that's the most beautiful thing I've I ever seen in say, my life. I was gonna say, Hank would fucking love that. Yeah, it's like, oh. it's like this is awesome. Yes. <laughs> oh man, if you want to make him uncomfortable, drop Hank Hill at a furry convention. <laughs> <laughs> he could still be requested to do the dragon thing. Ladybird, no. Oh, no. <laughs> no, Ladybird. Oh God, and, and Bobby, you start. I don't know. I just I can uh, only imagine what he would say about all those guys in tights. <laughs> tights. <laughs> oh man, we roll it back a bit, but the you know he said he's he's in charge of the Bailey Building and Loan, and I mean that's it's an honorable company. Right. You know, to be able to do that, okay, we'll give you money, and, you know, we'll give you the money to do that, we'll give you some interest, we'll make our money back. Right. They're important because they're the only alternative to Potter. Yeah. Right. Right. Potter's a slumlord asshole. Yeah. yeah. And wants to shut down the company, and he almost does. Yeah. Yeah, and even see it a number of times. I mean, he even... Even offers him, he says, Look, you could be the president of it, you can run everything, and, and you'll be the chief of staff. And I'll give you, he offers him something like $20,000 a year, yeah. which equates to $368,000 a year in our money. Yeah. Fuck, it, Wikipedia yeah. did the math for me. Yeah, and wow. yeah. yeah, I also did some other math because when he's given away the money, mm-hmm. when there's a run on the banks, yep. and he said, Okay, how much money do you need? And he turns to one woman and says, you know, she says, well, I'll, I'll need $25 until the bank runs open. And the bank is open. He said, it'll shut down for about a week. And then it runs, uh, but what it comes out to is $420.33. Mm-hmm. And, there's, and then there's that one guy who needs $242. Yeah. So just like, you've got expensive taste, don't you? Yeah. That's a very specific number. Yeah, Maybe two, he owes a gangster money. Maybe yeah, he does. Yeah, $242. Um, yeah, with that, that is $3,946 today. Good Lord. Yes, yeah, yeah. the um, 
It's because Potter is trying to destroy the company after um, George's dad dies. Um, that the only the only way I think it's prob- partly because George gave such a rousing speech about I don't know the importance of the community. That is one of the best speeches in movies. And yeah, and that because Potter's attitude is everybody is everybody else is beneath him and is scum like yeah. peasant scum. I don't know. Potter's got a lot of issues. Yeah, all stemming from insecurity. Yeah, I kind of want. I kind of would have liked to know if he maybe developed this. I gotta hoard my money due to some kind of trauma. Well, you don't need to give the villain a backstory. Not that much. Not in this one, anyway. The villain's the villain because he's a villain. And sometimes villains are scarier without a backstory. (coughs) Joker. Um, yeah. We don't need to know his entire backstory for him to be a decent bad guy. But he, I don't know. Potter's not the same as like a an insane supervillain, you know? I, I like to know why somebody's an asshole, you know? It makes me feel comforted somehow, I guess. But if you in this particular instance, if you give uh if you give him a, like a reason for his backstory, it also gives him more humanity. Yeah. So it makes people feel for him. I don't want to feel anything for him. Oh, he's a dick. Screw that guy. He is. Yeah, he is. Unrepentant skid mark of a human. I like... Oh, you know what? I like... If somebody is that rich and has that much power and is a jerk, I like to think that they're suffering somehow internally. He doesn't seem like it. Exactly! So fuck him, you know? Mm Hmm? But, uh, did I just lose my... I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know where I was... Oh, because the the people, for some reason, there's like some vote on it, and poor George, more than anything in the world, he just wants to travel and see the world and go to college for engineering and make great big, I don't know, skyscrapers and airports and stuff and just get the fuck out of that nothing garbage town and um, he gets trapped by the... Because he... He cares about... Pe- he has to save people. Yeah. Well, I mean... He's got a bit of a hero complex, too. He does, and it's also... There's, he's put into... He's put into the position, but also just before yeah. that, when he learns his dad has a heart attack, he's Girl. leaving... You know, he's leaving Mary and nearly naked in a bush. I know. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. I, <laughs> oh, no, now I'm getting uh, a buffalo gal stuck in my head. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I can't hear that song without thinking of that, uh, how I, there's a band episode of Cow and Chicken. <laughs> it's the biker gang called the Buffalo Gals who mm. will break into your house and eat the carpet. <laughs> and so now when I hear... I saw that episode <laughs> when it aired and the one time oh, it aired. I saw it on the internet. That I watched it. So yeah. whenever I hear the song Buffalo Gals starting up, I'm just like, We're the Buffalo Gals! Because <laughs> <laughs> I want to laugh. Uh, uh, God, that was such a weird show. Yeah, great one, though. It was, it yeah. like, Cow and Chicken was, like, right at the point where, okay, I to this day I'll still watch cartoons, but, like, cartoons today get a little... I guess esoteric for yeah. my taste to get a little Gen Z. Like I can't. I agree with you. Adventure Time and regular shows. Like I can't really watch those because it's just kind of. I'm not going to say it's over my head, but it's like it's young people humor that I don't quite get because I'm gently nudging forty. Yeah. Cow and Chicken was the beginning of that really kind of weird esoteric. Like this is funny. Why is it funny? Because it's funny. Big red man with a butt. Yeah. yeah. 
It was like Big Red Man with a butt. That's why it's funny. I thought it was on the tail end of kind of Ren and Stimpy gross stuff. Kind of had a blend from it, yeah. Ren and Stimpy leaned hard into the like close up, like gross out gag, like very much gag in, jokes. If that yeah. started with and mm. is still going with like SpongeBob. Too. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Although SpongeBob doesn't go as bad, not with as the, bad with the, gro- with the gross no. out, but yeah. there is a lot. Splinter. I've heard, of, I've heard of something. Yeah. Splinter. I just remember. I remember the Doodle Bob episode. Yeah, still my favorite. But well, that and Band Geeks. Yeah. Wait a minute. You can't tell me that say the president pick his nose isn't kind of ran- lol random esoteric. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or running stupid. Yeah. Or Rocco's Modern Life. Uh, I saw a, I saw a t-shirt on uh, Facebook today. I wanted to get it. It's the horse from Running Stimpy. <laughs> it just says, no, sir. I don't like it. <laughs> that was random as shit. The shaving cream holiday. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> oh, man. But... Uh, there's stuff that you know, I'm trying to narrow, keep it, get it back here. But, you know, <laughs> Reel it yeah, back. Yeah, Reel try, it try, try. Have you got any rubber walrus protectors? Because, oh, the police. Because, because, because uh, even from the beginning, we know yeah. George has the hero complex because yeah. he fucking saved his brother's life, right? And, yeah. and that sort of kind of started it, yeah. actually. And then when yeah. with the when he worked for the pharmacist, he yeah, kept, right. From poisoning people, and then you know, kind of just continued on to that. Yeah, and even the the big speech is um, just to give it. I have it right here, but I know this is on uh, Ginny. I know you are probably listening because I messaged you and told you we were doing this. So, hi. um, Do you need to draw anything for you? We want to go visit. Yeah, we we are planning to do it. So at least at some point we will. Um, but there's, um, the, it, I'm going to give like a little bit of it and I'm not, I'm not, okay. I, I'm, I might do the Jimmy Stewart voice in the middle of it, but not on my own, but it's like, he stops him and then, uh, you know, Potter wants to just shut the whole thing down and walk away and he stops is okay. Now, you know, God rest his soul, you know, Mr. Bailey is dead, but let's just go ahead and keep moving on. You don't need this. Wait, just a minute, just a minute here. Hold on, Mr. Potter, you're right. When you say my father was no businessman, I know that. Why he just started this cheap patty any building alone, I'll never know. Yeah, right, why? <laughs> yeah, here, so, but, either, <laughs> but neither you nor anyone else that gets his character because his whole life was why in the 25 years since he and his brother Uncle Billy started this thing, he never thought once of himself. Is that right, Uncle Billy? He said to save enough money, he said Harry went to college, let alone me, but he didn't have to help a few people get out of your slums. Mr. Potter, what's wrong with that? Why, here, all here, all businessmen here, doesn't make it better citizens, doesn't make it better customers. Why, you said, you said, why, just a minute ago, why had you wait to save money before they ought to have a decent home? Wait, what, wait for what? Until their children grow up and leave them? Until they get so old and broken down, they... I don't know, how long would it take for a working man to save $5,000? Just remember this, Mr. Potter, that this ramble or what you're talking about, they do most of the working and they pay for a living and dying in this community. Well, it is too much to have them work and pay and live and die a couple of decent rooms in a bath. 
Anyway, my father didn't think so. People were human beings to him. But you, a warped, frustrated old man, they're cattle. Well, in my book, my father died a richer man than you'll ever be. I mean, that fucking hits home so hard. Mm. That, I mean, that's that's basically like, that's a stab right in the soul. Yeah. Assuming Potter's got one left. That, that, that hits home so, so much. There's a Cary Grant, there's a Cary Grant movie that I think of, and I put this in my grandmother's eulogy at her funeral, that some people, there's a... A line that he says in a movie where he says, some people we know are so flat broke as all they have is money. Mm. And Potter is just broke. Mm -hmm. He's not a functioning man. No, no. You know, at all. He he doesn't function without assistance. He, all he has, I mean, he barely, and I realize now that I see it is it's a classic Frank Capra thing. He's half a man that you never see below his waist. Right. He's always, you know, it just, just, it, that just struck me. You know, that's where he is. That's where he is. He's only half the person. He's you half see. the man. You <laughs> Actually, I was playing in my head, too. Mine, too. Yeah. So. Yeah. I am. <laughs> He's feeling his dotted face. But one can't necessarily go the complete opposite way and be like, oh, money means nothing in this world. You know, that's bullshit, no. too. But this movie covers that kind of eventuality yeah. because well, he get because George gets into ridiculous financial trouble. Yeah. So it's not like it's not say, saying, "Oh, money can't buy you happiness." Uh, you can't like. Um, yeah, they say money can't buy you happiness, but I'd like to be the judge of that. Yeah, it's like let me give it a shot. Let's try. Let's, Let's see what happens. happens. Yeah, if you're like. Shitting in a cardboard box on the street in the rain, you're probably not going to be happy. Yeah, it's not exactly the greatest situation to be in. But if you give that person $45 and let them rent a hotel room, I'm pretty sure they'll be okay. Yeah. Yeah. It might might be a fleeting happiness, but for at least a night. But yeah, you you could find happiness in the moment. Right. In a moment, you could find happiness. Well, the thing is, money money can buy. Dogs and dogs bring happiness. So let me let me be the judge of whether money can buy happiness. Considering you got a squeaking dog on your chest, yep, too. I've got a squeaky toy kind of nuzzling up like under my neck right now, and he's mad at me because I'm messing with his paws. He's grumpy. Well, he's, not, grumpy he's not really buddy. fighting me on it, but he's grumpy. Yeah. He's like, "Dad, stop it." No, no, no. And then I stop and he gets mad. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think people having their uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs basic shit met is probably a prerequisite for being generally happy? Yeah, having food, shelter, water, having your basics, yeah. So it's, I guess it's um, very good writing that, um, you know, money is kind of important in this movie. Just not being a greedy piece of shit. It's not number one. Puts it right. Mm. It's a priority, but it's not the main priority. Yeah, right. yeah. I have a really good friend of mine, Evan, who preaches that he's a, a YouTuber and does a lot of entrepreneurial consulting. And he always says that he's like, money cannot be number one of why you want to get into business. Mm. He's like, but it's definitely in your top five. Right. He's like, you need the money. It's like, okay, no, I don't really need the money. I'm just happy doing the thing. Yeah, but you need to eat, survive. You need to do right. all the other you stuff. You still need uh, it. It's yeah. a necessity. Money. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't I don't like, like money. money. <laughs> <laughs> well, money is Suck one good because... <laughs> 
What's the alternative? Barter system? Right. I mean, what if someone's like, I need a chicken and you got no chickens? Yeah. Right. Yeah. At least money's kind of like your universal bartering system. Yeah. I need a chicken. Can I offer you a nice egg in this triangle? <laughs> 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 okay, but where'd you get the egg? Uh, uh, a chicken's butt? Internet? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to know where I got the egg from. You just need to know that I have the egg. <laughs> Is it green? Ooh. Where did you get that egg? A cloak. <laughs> Oh, I, Sounds like a weapon. Yeah. <laughs> slappity, slappity, slappity. I mean... Well... No. So why do some... He's a major curie. He's a bit yeah. of a cloaca. <laughs> uh, oh, as you were saying? No, it's saying uh, during the World War II part, there's one of the parts that I can really, uh, you know... <laughs> relate to heavily because this is a part that actually made me tear up quite a bit mm. is uh, George is ineligible for service because of his deaf ear. Right. Yeah. That he got and, saving his brother yeah. from the icy lake. And you his know, brother who went on to you know, he gave yeah. his college money away too because he was the only one who could run the damn biz- family business and yeah. save the people from Potter. And where he has the, he's ineligible for service, but he does go to the domestic ward, uh, domestic draft, where, you know, even Potter, you know, Potter's in charge of the, of the, uh, draft board area, and you keep going 1A, 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 and it's like, okay, somebody please say there's a 4F. Anybody know what 1A is? No. 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 Automatic first class. So it means that you're you're eligible for it. You're going, right? Oh, okay. You know, and four uh, F four F is fourth class. Yeah, fourth class failure. Mm. So where it means you're like you're not eligible. You're not going anywhere. You know, and then it's a three, um, which I was clay. I because it's stupid, and I had to sign up for the draft at eighteen. Mm-hmm. Um, I was diagnosed four F right away. But um, so, yeah, like me, I'm the yeah. I'm the last male heir in my family, yeah. and my eyes are garbage. Yeah, so that kind of marked me as. I mean, let's be honest, I wasn't going to sign up in the first place. Yeah, but you know, if if it had come to it, it'd be like, no, the, he's this one's kind of broken. We don't want this. Yeah, one. yeah. Well, it's the same with me, and I mean, I could see that, and I got I had severe depression over that. Or my dad is uh, my dad is a three. Um, I think it's a three AO. The hell's okay. that? So that is one that he's not going to get drafted right away. But if it's all out war, World War Three, he's like going. If it keeps going, yeah. If it yeah, keeps if going, it's like, like you are absolutely on the list. Yeah, you absolutely need to be. But he was diagnosed that, so he didn't. He wasn't eligible for Vietnam. I think he was just past it when he was eligible. But it's still for me. I. You know, I can relate to this where it's like, okay, they got this and everybody's coming back. The town's preparing for Harry's little brother to come home. Because he's a hero. Yeah. That oh, God, right. Did he's, all this stuff, yeah. Kind of reminds me of uh, how I, I was struggling to get anywhere. And and while my similarly aged cousin went off and became a cameraman for the news and met the president twice and shook his hand, and I'm like, oh, yeah. What do I I remember when he was telling us that story, and I'm like, oh, man, Pat, are you Forrest Gump now? I got <laughs> to meet the president. Again. Again. <laughs> I, mean, I, just kept... I must have had 14 Dr. Panthers. <laughs> I had to pay. 
Like, they've got to get a contract now. Yeah. Because <laughs> no, we're, we're rolling. horribly depressed. No, we're rolling. We're rolling. Yeah, here, but he's got the Medal of Honor, and everybody's trying to prepare. Like, okay, so he's, you know, handing out the papers of him. Like, look, he's meeting the president. Look at all this. This is all fun. This is I, great. I just couldn't help but think, oh, man, George must be comparing himself. And yeah. Of course. Like a jerk in comparison. Especially his younger brother. Yeah. Oh, it's, my It's like God. a kick in the teeth right there, yeah. you know? Like, yeah, I don't I know how that feels at all. Yeah. I think everybody can relate to that at yeah. some yeah. level of point in their life. Yeah, I don't, know how, like, I don't oh. know how that feels at all, stares into middle distance. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Anybody who has a younger sibling, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, even an older one. Yeah. 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 Even just like, oh, look, it's a celebrity who has fame and fortune and they're like 20. Right. Yeah. Right. Yes. Freaking Jojo Siwa makes more money than I will ever see in my entire life. And she's what, 17? She's, she, I, I, no, thought she, she, I thought she was like 13, 14. No, no, no. She's 17 or 18 rising. now. <laughs> yeah. I think she actually, I think she just turned, I think, 18. Okay, yeah. well, more power to her, either yeah. way, but, like, still, I'm, I'm jealous. I want money. And then I, thought, I like money. Yeah. Now I'm curious. I'm pretty sure she just turned, like... I thought she I'm was... I'm glad I, I don't know she what the hell you're talking no, about. No, no, no. Pretty so, sure she's... A uh, YouTube, now. TikTok, um, personality that, uh... All I know is TikTok is that thing that you turn on your phone sometimes that makes annoying noises while I'm trying to do other I shit. I think the best way to describe her is violently pink. Mm-hmm. She's very. She's a very nice person. Yeah, yeah. she's a yeah. wonderful. I'm just saying, girl. but like the the her like persona is just like like dangerously pink. Oh yeah, she's 18. Huh. Yep. I thought she was younger. I just don't want to think about this shit now. <laughs> I get. It. I get it. Then I, yeah. Then I'll start hating myself and yeah. thinking, why am I not good enough? Nope. Don't. 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 Don't even go there. I, I've been down. I've been. There for like ten. Ever. Okay, um, I'll turn. I'll turn the. I'll turn the bus around on this. Okay. <laughs> well, to the, why this movie has an effect. Okay, so I'll turn the. T- I'll turn it around for a moment, but okay. Okay, so Clarence comes down and has oh, the yeah. book. That that, that is. is like, yeah. yeah, we're like we're like an hour hour and fifteen into the movie, and then Clarence finally shows up. Yes. Did you get lost there, buddy? It's yeah. like a drama. Yeah. That bringing you up to speed, you know, building yeah. up the character shit, and um, it's very good. And then it's like, oh yeah, this movie has an angel in it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But you wanted to see him descend down from heaven, right? Because oh. he, because of the book that he had. No, not that. Oh. Because of the book that he had here. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's gonna pick up. It's got it. Because what do you want to see him on the like descend down on the bridge? Is like, no, oh, George, I got you. Oh shit, there we go in the water. I don't think it's picking up on the thing, but it's the top. It's slide. got it. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 if it doesn't pick yeah. up, I'm sure we can like yeah. splice it. it, it, Brush it, it Tom got Sawyer, it. So, so I can't yeah. hear Tom Sawyer without that song starting in my head. <laughs> yeah, but if we had. Yeah. But which version? Clarence is like his is a, like a counterpart to yeah. George because he's also kind of a failure. Yeah. He's been uh, yeah two hundred ye- over so, two hundred years. So yeah, I do, I do have actually some information on him. He's though. a Red Bull. So yeah, the, <laughs> Red Bull Red Bull must have at some point done some kind of 
reference or I spoof. believe yeah. they did, actually. Really? I, I want to see that now. I think they did. So yeah, because yeah, Clarence Oddbody needs his wings. Yeah, see, yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't know the, uh, the, the Red Bull angle, but I'm just like remembering all of the pop culture moments that reference this. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to go, like, kind of real deep in the paint here. Yeah. Do you guys remember Eek the Cat? A yes. little bit. Yes, I do. I remember very specifically one character that showed up on maybe two episodes of Eek the Cat was basically a Clarence-type angel, but, yeah. he was like, but he was a... Um, he was like a Cupid type thing. He was supposed mm. to make it people fall yeah. in love, but he only had one wing. Yeah, oh, no. because he like sort of. Helped, I remember this. Yeah, he sort of helped somebody once, yeah. but it didn't quite work out. So they gave him like half credit. So he got yeah. one wing, and the other angels call him Spin Cycle because he just <laughs> he just, spin, he just flies in a circle. Yeah. yeah. So I have some information on this. So this Clarence Oddbody, based on the book and based on also the sequel. There's a sequel? Of this, yeah. There is a sequel oh, called Clarence, uh, where... Uh, just like, please leave George Bailey alone. I was, I was yeah, about yeah. to say, George, George is depressed again. Yeah. The sequel. Uh, Clarence Oddbody, in his lifetime on Earth, he was born in 1653, uh, in May 1653, but he was a clockmaker, and he was known to be the first person to put the uh, in his town to put the clock at the at the town square. Okay, is, and, is this turning into Back to the Future too? So, no. Well, that's why I'm telling this too. You know, <laughs> so, Cla- Clarence yeah. Oddbody is he any relation to Slim Goodbody? Yeah, <laughs> but uh, the um, in the does he have skin. Yeah, <laughs> well, you only see him with the coat, right? Yeah. He could be he could be skinned underneath, right? <laughs> Well, no, he, well, he has that underwear. Yeah, oh, so Clarence. He, so he's Mormon. Clarence Oddbody. There's a there's a 2011 novel written by John Pearson where the uh, which imagines the future lives of various It's a Wonderful Life characters if George didn't survive. So it just goes straight on in uh, to just living in the alternate world fantasy and um, in the. Clarence movie itself, um, yeah, yeah, the Clarence itself is a sequel to it. The um, oh, you said <laughs> yeah. it was a book. Yeah, there's a movie too. Oh. There's a book, the movie, then a book. There, so the uh, Clarence. Ah, there's yeah. a sequel to this movie. Oh, good lord! Well, yeah. I can't imagine it's yeah. very good. Yeah, there's a. Um, there's actually another one is too is there's a, another one in 1977 was an alternate version of it called it happened one Christmas where there's a gender a gender reverse role Clarence is by play is played by Cloris Leachman as Clara Oddbody and the you, uh, you have my attention yeah and the and a musical where the uh, the the George Barely role was played by David Hyde Pierce. Okay, so I was just kind of half threatening Joss with that t- with the idea of a bad movie, and then you said musical, and then she turned, looked at me, and did the eye narrow. <laughs> it's like, uh, oh no, oh no, my petard! I have been hoisted <laughs> upon it. <laughs> yeah. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, the if anyone is interested, the Clarence sequel to it's of uh, this is uh, the. Uh, <laughs> was played by uh, Robert Reed Carradine, who uh, played in Kung Fu and is uh, David Carradine's father. 
Hmm. And it went straight to the family channel. Hmm. So just didn't go as far as It's a Wonderful Life. Nice. And probably not going to go any further than this podcast. Of course, one person listening is going, they know us! <laughs> it's that mo- it's my favorite movie! Yeah. <laughs> it's like one person out there is just yeah. like, absolutely jazzed right now. Yeah. <laughs> They've seen that one thing that's probably like, you know, like when I, uh, you remember for years where I didn't know what Zapped Again was and I only uh, knew elements of it and you found it and I got so freaking excited? Yeah, it's, it's that like, movie with the magical prune juice! Yeah. <laughs> Like the magical so prune juice, and then the, the like the last third of the movie just looks like an extended episode of Goosebumps. Yeah, because mm. like the camera changes entirely, and it's just it's like okay, we're watching. Are you afraid of the dark? That's yeah. what's happening oh my God. here. Yeah. This movie is like uh, it's a Wonderful Life. It's yes. like well, it's half drama, and then it turns into an extended Twilight Zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. my God! What if Rod Serling was Clarence? <laughs> Why am I jumping into a river? Okay, what you're about to see, what you're about to see is actually happening. Oh shit! I'm falling. Help! Yeah. Okay, that's another thing that doesn't quite you make wet sense. my cigarettes. Unless it okay. Uh, well, that bridge obviously wasn't tall enough to kill him right away. Because mm. the whole thing was Clarence fell in and then was like, oh, you know, George will save me. Instead of killing himself by jumping off the bridge. He jumped off the bridge to save you! <laughs> yeah, that whole scene where he's explaining who he is to the the guy who's monitoring the bridge as well. And the guy's yeah. just like, nope, out just, of there. Yeah, he's like, nope, we believe in Satan here, bye! <laughs> you know? yeah, thanks, we're good. Yeah. Bye! I yeah. don't know what freaked him out. Yeah. Well, the fact that he said he was an angel and then he just started... Um, but there was there had to have been something particularly supernatural to make that guy go like, okay, this is too much, and not just a crazy person. I'm out of here. Maybe he's mm. just super gullible. It's just like he said he's an angel. I mean, you you can't say a thing if it ain't true. Yeah, <laughs> you can't yeah. put it on the internet if it's not true. Oh, <laughs> oh god, no, no, no. Arthur meme, Buster the, with the hand. Yeah. No, no, the one with Buster about. I forgot what it was. It's basically like lies on the internet. Why would I think? Yeah, I think I've seen oh, that. Oh yeah, why would anyone lie on the internet? <laughs> See, one of my one of my favorites though is the one with the little sister. I don't know her name. Just like, well, that's all right. That sign's not going to work because I can't read. <laughs> oh man! Oh, um, I'm sorry, getting off track. Yeah. No, it's all right. So memes. Um, yeah, <laughs> and the funny thing is, is all the memorable parts of this movie that are pop culture osmosis are really just the back half of the movie. Yeah, right. Not yeah. even the back sure. half; it's more like the back twenty percent. Mm, yes. Yeah, like twenty percent of it really. Like, okay, now you're finally getting everything I know. Yeah, because this was the chunk of the movie that people woke back up for in the theater and like, oh, okay, what what's happening? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you're not like kind of see, I started watching this this time kind of emotionally invested from the get-go, because I'm just like, hmm, I wonder if it will, you know, stack up to what I, how my opinion changed about it, you yeah. know? Will I get some new meaning out of it or something like that? So that's why I was, you know, uh, if I wasn't, and I, then I'd probably be like, oh, it's a long... Well, and also for me, it's watching it, it's, it's Jimmy Stewart. Hmm. 
you know, and we've watched a lot of it, and I've fallen deep into his catalog right now. Then anytime he's on screen, I'm immediately locked in. Mm. Oh, you know what was yeah. funny? Yeah. How, you know, the, the cop and the taxi driver that keep showing up together? How's yeah. her name? Bert and Ernie? <laughs> yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's and then in, like, the, and like in the alternate, um, like, Tan, like Biff verse or whatever, like just Bert just full on opens fire into a randomly into a crowd. Yeah, it was like shit went wrong in that in in that time. As uh, George is running away. Yeah, yeah, because he found uh, Mary. Who? Oh no! Mary. Her horrible future without him would be. She's, she's a spinster. Sing- <laughs> Works at a library. Ooh, yeah. and she's single <laughs> past the age of 25. She's a Christmas cake. Yes. Yeah. That's Christmassy, I guess. She's Ooh. a Christmas cake. I, would you like to explain? It's a Japanese thing. Uh, Christmas stick. cake, it's a, it's a Japanese thing. Um, if you say you get a cake... For, like, a Christmas get-together, right? Yeah. And it's a beautiful cake. It's a wonderful cake. Everyone loves the cake. But it's for Christmas. And after... No one wants it. After the 25th, nobody wants the cake after the 25th. I do. Oh. Yeah. So, so it's a Christmas cake. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, yeah okay. she's older than 25. Oh, okay. It's, I get it. It's, I get it's, it. it's like I a Japanese it. concept, but it's just yeah. like, if you're not married by 25, it's like, well, you done fucked up, kid. Yeah. Which yeah. isn't true, because we were, what, 30? I was 29 when I got married. Yeah. yeah. Mm. 27. Something like that. Yeah. Well, we were together for since for a very long time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so yeah. I don't know if that counts. No, even the JP said it's about time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but all the movies that Jimmy Stewart has done, and all of those that we've looked at, and I'm sure we're going to look through some of them again, um, out of a rare complete list, every single time he's on, the, he's there. It's like you believe he's that person, even though it's a, it's a, even though it's a variation of the Jimmy Stewart esque character. Yeah, you know, say that voice. You hear that voice. You know who it is. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. From across yeah. the room, just like ah, Jimmy. Yeah. You know where you know who it is, even when he's in Harvey or anywhere else. But this one, it's like you absolutely believe he's George Bailey. Mm. When he's in Rope, he's the professor. Yes. You know, or others. If Mr. Smith goes to Washington, he is that same senator trying to change things. Mm-hmm. In the Philadelphia story, he is fighting with Cary Grant. And, and, you know, in Glenn Miller's story, he is Glenn Miller. Like, it just this, I believe this. Mm-hmm. And I believe this, and it's still, that's I think the, that's, that's the what, a good actor. Yeah, but that's what's drawn me in. And it's mm-hmm. like, okay, this is it. And I mean, Janie, we're coming. I'm telling serious. We're coming, okay? <laughs> we just need, we need to figure out a good time for it. Yeah, we will, we will we'll show get up. there. We'll get there. Please, please. Road trip. Yeah, please. <laughs> Can we rent a Winnebago? Yeah. <laughs> That'd be so cool. Wouldn't it? I'd have to price that out. I have to figure it out. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that would be cool. In time, we will be there. But where he's doing everything that he's doing, and of course, I'm partial to Harvey, but this is this is just stupendous. Have I skipped over anything? This is just stupendous in general. Um, I mean, some of the highlight points, I think, you know, it's really funny, is like the... Uh, 
beginning where they're at the high school reunion-ish yeah. dance, and then on the floor starts opening, and there's a pool underneath. Yes, oh, that, that is, that is that's remarkably dangerous. Yeah. That is remarkably dangerous too. Oh, yes, yeah. so people just start randomly jumping in, fully clothed. What if somebody landed on top of somebody else, kind of knocked them underneath, and they just kind of float under the the floor? Yeah. Thanks, yeah. Dad. Right. What? Yeah. Think Play about it. Now, now you're thinking of an Are You Afraid of the Dark episode. Yeah, they just float under the floor, and then later on, it's like that, it's that, yeah, that really horrifying Pink chlorine thing. monster you, yes. that came out of the pool. Yeah. Now you got it. God damn. Do you, okay, do you remember that we live, where we live? Yeah. Do you remember that yes. there was a... Do you, do you know yeah, where I'm going with this? Yeah. Three days she was in Yes, there. she yeah. was. Three days. Wow. Three oh, yeah. Okay, yes, people remember where I'm going with this. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She was in that pool for three days. That poor woman was, yeah. was... She was in there for three days. Yeah. There's a... Yeah. Um... It wasn't Kennedy Park. That's over here. It was, no, there's uh, a there's yeah. a Lafayette Park swimming pool. And yeah. There was a poor, poor woman... Who drowned in that pool, and her body was in that pool for three days. Yeah. And the, and the was water a, was so cloudy. With all the chemicals and all the uh, uh, I pe- hope people gunk. It was that uh, that they could not find, they did not know she was yeah, there. They didn't see her until one day. people were still when, swimming yeah. in that pool yeah. with, you know, with her body being on the bottom of it. Until she ultimately kind of until floated she back floated towards up. the top and they went, oh, oh no. And they finally found Not her. Not a witch. But my, my mom. Three days. My mom, many years ago, before she was even with my dad, lived across the street from that pool. And yeah. she said at night, you could see them when they're putting all the chemicals into the pool. It was just this Poof. hazy fog of just chemical nonsense coming off the wall. This was also the 70s, so no one really cared. Yeah, no, yeah. this happened, a, this woof, happened only horrible, a few years ago, just uh, just before COVID. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, wow. He's... And then it made what, Nat? Didn't it make national news? Made national news. Yeah. National news. It, yeah. it ended up on at least a couple of cracked articles. It, yeah. had, it actually yeah. made a couple of cracked articles yeah. as a, this is not an urban legend. This no, actually this, happened. Yeah. This shit happened. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, so once yeah. again, our city is uh, our city is famous for two things: for death, lots of murder, death. and a celebrity chef. Yeah, so, a well, celebrity chef. The, the poor, the poor, the poor woman f- drowning wasn't technically yeah. murder, but no, it was still that's death. What, that's yeah. why I said death. Yeah. I didn't say murder. Yeah, but the well, uh, I said murder. That was well, we do. Yeah, it's true. Because we do have the world's largest, no, second largest naval museum. Yes, in the world. Yeah. Battleship Cove. Yeah. I, dri- I drive over it every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. I drive by it. Yeah, that would be my dream job to work on there. My mom did. Oh. I, would lo- I would love to do that. Well, hopefully the yeah. uh, Fall River Arts and uh, yeah. Culture Coalition yeah. will uh, be able yeah. to give our city more good things to be remembered for yeah. than yeah. historical <laughs> murder. Than other, than, <laughs> other than Lizzie Borden and Emerald Lagasse. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, when, I remember when we were on our honeymoon, and I was talking with uh, one of the guys in our tour group, who was an older man who was a retired history teacher. Yeah. We're talking small talk. He goes, where are you from? And I don't know, Fall River, Massachusetts. He goes, so, you know, I bet one thing about you is you got Lizzie Borden. He said, you ever call her Lizzie Boredom? Because you must be tired of hearing those stories. I'm like... Dude, I like you. That's I awesome. I love that line, and no, I hadn't thought about uh, that, like, but like, now I am. Yeah, like, now I got it because, yeah, we... We've heard enough of that in our life. There is, um, <laughs> in, in the, my free company in, uh, f- um, Final Fantasy XIV. Yeah. One of the players is named Cat Borden. 
Yeah. And I, and I look I looked up her like thing and she mentions being like about the whole thing with Lizzie Borden. I'm like, Are you in the same city that I am? And she's like, No, I'm in Canada. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> it just the reaches everywhere. I'm just like, Oh god, do, do, do we have a neighbor? In City of Heroes uh, villains, I, I made a villain called Lizard Borden yeah. who's a lizard. That was awesome. As Victor, it, yeah, it's like yeah. a li- lizard person in Victorian dress. Yeah, yeah with, the... with a hatchet. Yeah. It's but it... It's appropriate. See, yeah. see, there's a lot in the town that can be very quaint, but there's also things. I think it's like you and I are sort of living the George Bailey life now, where we're starting to pull. Except yeah. for all the kids. Yeah. I liked how they were, even though the kids were introduced f- fairly late, they were still able to give them character. So you kind of you give a damn about this family, even yeah. though you just kind of yeah. them. Just like the way he interacts with Zuzu, who has the fever, and then you got that kid who's just trailing after him. Excuse me, excuse me, what? I burped. <laughs> like, oh, no. Julie, stop playing your damn songs. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, God, yeah, your nephew, yeah. He'll do that. He'll just like, yeah. excuse me, say, what? I fought it. And then he'll run away. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. kid. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> he was at my work with his parents. Yep. And one of the nurses walks up to him going, Oh, you're a good little boy. My name's Leo. Okay, great. Yeah. What grade are you in? I have to poop. That's, <laughs> yep. That's my nephew. <laughs> I love that kid, but he is at least a quarter feral. Yeah, yeah I'm a cry. He's been at least partially raised by cats. Yeah, yeah I'm, so. a, I'm, a, I'm across the room. I'm like, I'm laughing like hell. I'm like, okay. Like, Why are you laughing? Kid. I'm like, I know the kid very well. Yep. It's like, I know him, and yeah. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> Yeah, well, anyway, I have to poop. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's my uh, career. Apparently. I have a story off mic for everybody. Yeah. That's it that I heard today. So, yeah. but that's for later. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, the whole thing that made George want to jump off the bridge, like, well, besides everything, was just, uh, like the whole, oh, you're. Oh, Potter. Potter is like, oh. Couldn't find the eight thousand dollars. Potter found it. Yeah, uh, and that's like today. Now, that's like a hundred and fifty grand, roughly. Yeah, and so now he's like, "I'm calling the police on you because you can't pay the bank examiner." And uh, I'm not sure exactly why that's a uh, a criminal offense, but mm-hmm. okay. But George gets home and he's just so excited to be back in his old life, even though there's a bunch of the DAs and shit are waiting for him. Again, not sure why it's criminal, but all right. <laughs> well, at that time, you know, what caused the depression was massive <laughs> bank deregulation. Mm. So anyone who had a loan, like anybody could, you know, have, if you had a means of money to loan out people, fine. You know, do that and you can make all the rules or do whatever you want. But then you, at that point, then that's the result of, Banks being ran, loan loan companies being regulated. Right. The FDIC was created at that point. Now it's in the 40s post-war. And you have to have those records to show what you did. Right. You know. No, that makes and sense. And actually that's, um, but that, you know, that bank inspector that shows up is actually what my father-in-law does. Mm-hmm. That's what Lance does. Oh. It's, it's the same deal where he audits the records of the banks and shuts them down if they're not working right. Uh, yeah. But, yeah. yeah, because all the town, because he had cultivated relationships with all the townspeople over time, um, and they knew who he was and stuff, uh, it's yeah. Mary. And he helped them. Yeah, Mary was able to, um, she basically sent out a call to arms. Yeah. Yeah, and everybody yeah. put together the money he Yeah. Had. 
It's yeah. basically a reversal of the um, scene from the Depression where they all want to grab all his money away. Yeah, and there's the uh, there's the inspiration. Yeah, it is. You're right. The inspiration of it comes to a, there's a great Simpsons bit where Ned went insane. Um, you know, there and everybody's like, "Oh, we got to do." There's a phone call. I don't know call. who you are, but you're probably a yeah, jerk. Yeah, there's yeah. Hey, what's going on? I just got here. <laughs> yeah, like the, uh, there's a phone, you know, phone call. Hey, honey, what? I'm too big. To... The phone for you. I'm busy. What? Ned Flanders in trouble. Ned Flanders is in trouble! And it's the same, it's the same deal. And I mean, by the way, I just looked it up too, if you really want to notice what $8,000 back, you know, what it, uh, what it was. And nowadays that is $182,000. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, that's ridiculous. Yeah, so yeah, losing that, yeah, I can understand. Yeah, that's and, a lot of freaking money. Yeah, and uh, I can understand that, but that's just it's. But that's it's a wonderful life. It, I think, the ending of it, where it's like, oh, you know, the <laughs> uh, I wish I had the clip for this. But it is. says every time a bell rings, an angel gets his wings. You teach is a bum. <laughs> what yeah, show is that? The Critic. Oh. Uh, that, is, that is my favorite parody. Dan's been uh, uh, quoting Rocco's Modern Life. Yeah. <laughs> which is a very, it's a very similar set of circumstances. It's the um, uh, teacher says uh, every time a, uh, what is it? It's not a bell. So, uh, something else. It's, uh, your teacher's full of snot. <laughs> I believe is the, uh, is the line. Yeah. 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 The, uh, now I want to know where that idea came from. The bell? Yeah. I'm not sure. I remember the first time I heard the line, though, and it wasn't it from the movie. The first time I heard the line, I think, was from one of my teachers in Catholic school. Um, What's to stop someone from ringing a bell like the guy at the um, in the alternate universe uh, bar? He's like <laughs> ringing the cash register bell. I'm giving Look, I'm giving away wings. <laughs> yeah, this, this movie, even though it's you know a drama, it does have touches of humor like that. <laughs> yeah, the episode of that is called uh, it's called Skid Marks. Jeez. The um. For it's a wonderful life parody. The uh, Rocco's pulled over by the police because of a missing gas cap and a squirrel gas hiding. Yep. Yes, yeah, so a squirrel hiding his car. Rocco's car is impounded. He suffers the unspeakable torment of going to the DMV to retrieve it. There you go. I I do love this. I barely remember this one, but this mm. is really funny. Um, there's several other parodies of it. I mean, if you don't know this movie, chances are you've known it. In reality, through yep. pop's culture osmosis. Oh yeah. Oh, I like uh, the one with the um, solar opposites on. Yeah. Well, oh, that one's one. funny. Yeah. Oh god, that was great. Although it's mostly centered around the aliens going in, somehow going into the movie Jingle All the Way, but they they visit other Christmas movies, and when they need a gun, they end up in It's a Wonderful Life, and and she's all like, "But everyone had everyone had I have Jimmy Stewart's gun." Everyone had guns back then. <laughs> it's a great that, that that that's that's a more clever show than it really has the right to be. Yeah, it, it's like 
must be the Rick and Morty people. Or yeah, at least it is. Yeah. Studio and the voice of it is. It's just, Rick is yeah. Corvo, I think. Yeah, it's Justin Roland. So, so you would totally think that these aliens would be, you know, cynical and not into Christmas, but holy crap, they are violently into Christmas. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's a good really yeah. bloody. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's more, it's more clever than I really thought it would be. I really like it. <laughs> uh, all right, so why don't we take a few moments? We'll tell you about forty forty one media. Uh, we'll come back with some fantasy casting. Hey, everybody! Thanks so much for listening. Movie Theater Time Machine is a part of the forty forty one media group with podcasts like Psych Your Crime and Free Your Geek, which you can check out at forty forty one media dot com. That's all squished together in one word, and the numbers are written as numbers. Now it's time to tell us what you think. If you got an opinion or wanted to know what's coming up next, find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by searching for Movie Theater Time Machine. Now our podcast will always be. Free? Free? To subscribe and share. But if you'd like to help us build a bigger, better podcast, not to mention our confidence, you can find merchandise designed by me, Kaz, at Zazzle. Or check out the Kaz Foxen's Animal Shop at Zazzle for cute animal gifts and pet supplies. Thanks so much, and back to the show. And we're back. So, man. I gotta get in my idea so I don't forget. Go right ahead. Okay, it's not so much fantasy casting as a fantasy uh, turning into a completely... Taking a, a radical detour. Fantasy scenario. Yes, that's... Yes. Okay. Um, so, okay, one of the things that Clarence shows him, if uh, shows George if he'd never been born, is um, the place where uh, George had, you know, built up his little community of properties and stuff. Um, in this alternate timeline, it's a cemetery, and he finds the grave of his brother who died when he, in 1919, Why because he wasn't it, there to save him. Was there a seven-leaf clover on the, on the gravestone? <laughs> no. Um, but because he didn't save his brother, his brother got a medal and was a hero, met the president, because he had was there to save, a, I don't know, was it a... A whole bunch of other soldiers. Mm-hmm. Um, right, so a lot of people were alive because of him. Yes, because of his brother, who was only alive because of George. Mm-hmm. So he took the he took the war hero background in uh, Mass Effect. <laughs> yes, but I'm thinking, what if you took that idea and pushed it even more? Because all those other soldiers, maybe they went on to do important shit. So if George wasn't there to indirectly save them all, what if Hitler won? And now you're in an alternate World War II hellscape. And it turns into a Man in the High Castle. Yeah. Man in the High Castle. We got the whole uh, 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 castle. Is it Return to Castle Wolfenstein? (laughs) It's not New Colossus. What was the most recent one? Got to open my Steam and double check this. I don't know, but there's a lot of alternate history. You could go even further. I mean, even if you don't want to add the Hitler aspect into it. Who's to say that because uh, George wasn't alive, that one of the their descendants like cured cancer? Mm. And yeah. it just I want to hear for Jimmy Stewart going, "Oh my God, I stopped Hitler." <laughs> <laughs> that son of a bitch! Oh God, I'm a hero. The butterfly a effect. This is I, I've been haunted by the idea of the butterfly effect for many for a long, long time. I mm. wish, I wish I hadn't killed that fish. Yes. <laughs> so, I don't know. It would just com- turn... It, first it's a drama, then it 
turns fantasy, then it turns into alternate history World War II Man in the High Castle shit. I, oh, I love that idea. I'm not sure how it ends, though. Wolfenstein the New Order. I found it. There we go. Yeah. It's actually a good game. I guess it would get distracted. Well, I guess he would... Oh, it'd end up like the Twilight Zone episode with the the genie. Remember he, that guy who wanted all the power and then he woke up as Hitler yeah. in the bunker? And he was like, I want to go home now. And he learned to appreciate the life he had. So it's basically that. Yeah. <laughs> but with a genie. Big. <laughs> and being temporarily Hitler. <laughs> that is... Temporarily Hitler is like the... <laughs> a that, brand that's new a, sentence? That's a status effect I wasn't expecting to think about today. Right. Whoa. Oh my god, if you had a time... A game with time travel shenanigans, that yeah. could be a status condition. Mm. You have become some kind of evil maligned person because you screwed up the timeline. You have Hitleritis. Now, see, that's where they could have gone with the next Saints Row game. Mm. Like, instead, they're just rebooting the whole thing and making it, like, dark, oh, like grim. It? Yeah, they're rebooting it, making it all grim and gritty in, no, like, the why? desert somewhere. That's not fair. Because DC does it, so I don't know. Um, Saints Row 4. That's what distinguishes it from um, Grand Theft Auto. Right. Yeah. Saints Row 4 had the, had like the, uh, the, the, the Matrix thing yeah, and, the, yeah. and the aliens the and the space and all that. It's like, okay, and the next step is time travel. That's True. what they should have right. done. Yeah. Like, the, like the, the, the Saints go through time and space and recruit like... I don't know, like Dolph Ab- Lundgren, like they Wait, do in, in Sharknado. Dolph Lundgren or like Helen Keller or something. What was the that writer? Would be awesome. The writer in Saints Row Four. I, I want to say Emily Bronte, but I don't think it, well, the Emily Dickinson. I uh, maybe was that? I don't oh. know. One somebody. They, they they could hang out with her again. Is she captured by the aliens? I don't know. All I know is the the insane silly crap going on with that's the third the, and the fourth. That's yes. the part that's fun about playing Saints Row. And the fact that you can co-op in Saints Row. Yep. Oh, I didn't know that. You can co-op in Saints Row and you can play together. It's fun. I like coming up with crazy costumes. And, and you have a dildo gun and, and it's sword? Sword. Dildo yes. sword. It's the, the dildo bat in three and in four you get the... Um, you get the... Uh, the it's the uh, alien tentacle. It's it's the, the yes. probulator or something. Oh, <laughs> and you you also have the dubstep. Gun. Yeah, yeah, the dubstep that. cannon. That shit's blah, amazing. Blah. And, and, and then you they have die. the professor cat guy. Uh, professor Genki. Yes. Yep. There's so much fun. Don't yeah. don't go gritty Saints Row. What the um, fuck? Yeah, they're unless, going like it's going to be in the mean streets of like Tucson or no, something. Fuck shit. that shit. Unless you're you're just starting to make it gritty so you can make fun of telling yes. it gritty. Yes, if you're making yeah. fun of it, then I'm all for it. The funny thing is, like, yeah. the original Saints Row, we're, we've taken a hard left. Yes, we have. The original yeah. Saints Row was basically just a, uh, just like a street level I know, I know, I know. GTA clone. Yeah. And then two started to get a little weird with the And then with three the went off the fucking road. And then row. three went, fuck it. Fuck yes. that shit. And it was fun and great and it had a that. lot of fun and it was enjoyable and it was... I'm not going to go any further. <laughs> it was um, a good time. <laughs> you all painting a fun picture. It's great. The oh Saints my god, Row games are so, so, are fun. so fun. Oh my yeah. god, I've watched them. Oh, yeah. oh they're yeah. worth it. So, uh, yeah, I guess it would resolve in the same way as the Twilight Zone, which brings me <laughs> into another fantasy casting. That's okay. obvious. Rod Serling is Clarence. 
Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, one of those. I know we already die, talked about one it. One of the die is right. Oh. Here we go. Okay. I don't know. Uh. Uh, the pink one's kind of half and half. You can re-roll that one if you want. Oh, sorry. I grabbed them. Yeah. Well, who cares? Uh, by me. Yeah, that works. Rod 26. Sterling. Yeah. So, no, wait, no, no. George, wait. What you're about to see is of sight is not of sight and sound, but I'm losing my grip on the bridge. I'm losing my grip on the bridge. What help, you're George, about help. To see ah. is what your life would be like if you were never born. And he keeps smoking. Yeah. He smokes Constantly. all the time. Yeah. That's how he ended up an angel. It's like yeah. they take the cig- <laughs> yeah. they t- he takes the cigarette from him. It's like the it's like Doris from uh, the critic. He's like, Ka-ching! another one pops I can out. do this all day. I can do this all day. Oh man. Oh yeah. I wait. Now I'm thinking of how that episode of the Twilight Zone where Rod Serling turned out to be a character made by that. That guy was a great. That was the end wrote, of season one. Who wrote characters into yeah. existence? Yeah. So I'm like, what if that was in there somehow? Like, does George Bailey? Oh, what about the one with the guy who's like thinks he's living his life, but then he suddenly he's an actor on, and his whole life is just a play or a show he's in, and then That'll he's be confused. Yeah, and he runs around like George Bailey, being all like, "You know me" and stuff, right, or something. Yeah, people think he's crap. That's what happens. Chino. Chino. Yeah. Uh, so I, I don't okay. know Just where to go with that. It's fine. It's all right. And I already mentioned um, mixing it up with the Christmas Carol. Actually, that's where I want to take it. Okay. Is the uh, does the other stuff still hold? Is there still yeah. Rod Sterling and Hitler wins? Yeah. So I have <laughs> the alternative at the same time going on as you have George Potter is Scrooge and Christmas Carol. At the same time, while you have George Bailey's actions going on. So, yes, 28. So, they, um, so I see it as while that's going on, as it affects the very end of it. While George is also seeing that his life is all about money, he's also seen that he's half a man. You know, he's always been part of the town. He's never been able to really coexist without control of the town, but what he really realizes that he needs. So he pilots some a giant friends. wooden spider and crushes everyone. Why are you getting my fantasy casting? <laughs> I had I to think, say yeah, it. but he, you know, <laughs> where he's trying to help out, you know, trying to do that. He's, he goes to the very, the very end of it, the ending scene, where, and he, I would imagine that he joins his daughter at the piano. Mm. Starts playing old Alexine with her. She's playing Hark the Herald. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, starts playing Hark the Herald. Oh, sing with her. Insane. They're here. Dumps some of the money in. and says, "You know what? I really don't need all of this. You're a good guy, George. You're okay." He returns the yeah. missing eight thousand dollars. Yeah. I, I I really you know, just imagine how that would have played out. That he said, you know what, I tried to get over on you, but no, I'm good, here you go. And then the $8,000 has been here the whole time. Mm. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't get a redemption arc. Nah. No, no, well, no, no, no. I wouldn't say it would, it would be a redemption be, arc, though. That Well, that would happen off camera yeah. or yeah. in its own movie. I yeah. Don't know. It, it, I don't know, it's just... No, if, if he returned the money and then people started to find out that he did it, yeah, you'd have... It's a Wonderful Life too, where, you know... Electric George, Boogaloo? Yeah, yeah, Electric Boogaloo, where George, you know, George, 
George Bailey is in the is in the uh, is in the Henry Potter position. Mm-hmm. Things are a little bit better. You have Bailey Park that's expended, and then you have Henry Potter who's broken in the gallows somewhere. Mm-hmm. It becomes a revenge flick. That'd be interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. interesting. All right, anybody Ultimate else? Timeline. Yes. Um, I keep thinking of um, Bojack Horseman. <laughs> Ooh. Because the whole jumping off a bridge, and I never saw like the final season or final episode, but I kept reading people mentioning something called a view from halfway down, mm. uh, which I don't know what it is, other than I don't know if it's a poem or a thing said in the show, but basically I think it's a description of someone jumping off. That's what it a sounds like. Bridge, and then halfway down they regret it. Yeah, it's realizing what you've done. Yeah, and then wanting to go back or anything. Yep. The the the, the most depressing f- comedy ever. Alright. <laughs> uh, now I want to see Alan Alda in Bojack Horseman <laughs> as Hawkeye. Hmm. <laughs> That'd be a hell of a no. crossover. Because Mash could do that. Yeah, true. The drama and comedy thing. No. What about you guys or anything? Oh. Uh, I mean, I can't really think of, can't really think of one. I didn't like kind of get down that rabbit hole in this on this particular movie. Rabbit hole. <laughs> I want to mix Harvey in there. Well, I was. I think I, I think I mentioned this off mic, but uh, they mentioned like at the very beginning that um, Clarence has like the has, like the IQ of a rabbit or something. <laughs> it's like, are we sure he's not actually Harvey? Oh, how did he take the mini He does like he does like uh like part time part time work as a puka. He's <laughs> a multi holiday. And, and now I want to write a story called Part Time Puka. Part time. I don't know what it would be about, but I kind of want to write it. Nice. Yeah, I'm tired. Yes, yeah. it's been a long week for. Pretty much all of us. Yeah, so it, re- it really little, has. It really has. So if we're a little like yeah. off on this episode, that's okay. Come back next week. Oh, yeah. what if Harvey had Elmer Fudd and Bugs Bunny in it? Oh Jesus! <laughs> Bug Bunny just messing with him. We have like the serious scenes of Bugs Harvey, uh, just like interspersed, like when <laughs> Bugs and Elmer run off into things. Like, are they gone? <laughs> all right, now we need to talk. Uh, Elwood, we need to talk. <laughs> did you see that? Did you see that? Yes, I did. Yeah. Let's not talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> but before I derail anything further... I want to go give that man a bath. <laughs> Alright, so next week we continue on with the AFI 100. Go much further down the road to, I believe, number I could be wrong. I'm not checking my notes, but it's number 67. Uh, that Two is, away from yeah, this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Jeez. Yeah. I, I, it was right there. I had Yeah. To. Yeah. It was. But we talk, we go through Clark Gable's, uh, one of his sleeper hits. Um, it's actually deemed as one of the funniest movies of all time. Hmm. Um, Bold it's called, claim. called It Happened One Night. That's so, a bold move there, Cotton. Yeah. Let's see how it plays out for you. So, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it happened one night is, uh, you know, so 
We'll probably go out tomorrow on uh, next week's episode with Pencil Thin Mustache. Because, you know, I can't help but think of Pencil Thin Mustache and think of that weird, you know. Yeah. Uh, oh, God, my, my but, Jimmy Buffett childhood is coming. Yeah, out. so. <laughs> oh, God. So we'll, we'll close this one out. Stairs uh, with a Jeez, really a great little okay. great one. So, and just to keep in mind, we have um, so we have that one, and after that, we have the Las Manelli Classic Cabaret. Yeah. Uh, and seeing how far we go, and then we turn to Kaz for May. Oh, uh-oh. Yeah. Oops. So Got a couple weeks. Yeah. Ah. So, configuring it, I think we should be good. Be good. Take care of yourself, but don't be too good, folks. See you next week.